Hey, welcome back. Certainly glad you could join us today. Welcome back to a little bit of nerd, your destination recreation for all things independent art. I'm your host, Jalen Holston, and with me today, we are keeping it in the family in today's episode. It's the one, the only, my cousin, Grace Holston. How are you doing today? What is up, bro? Hello. (laughs) It is so good to talk to you always. It's always good to see you. Man. We survived family Christmas, Grace. We did it. I am still shocked about that. I did leave early for a wedding, so I feel like I kind of had a little out there. So surprisingly, you missed nothing. Yeah, you missed nothing. Uh, You know, Trump didn't come up at all. Uh, There was no ripping on Biden. It was it was crazy. I was in disbelief. Yeah, Yeah, I was in disbelief. I mean, the biggest shock is that I didn't get COVID from that. (laughs) (laughs) That that is a it's very true statement because. I I very much doubt most people in that room were vaccinated, but yeah, hey, was you know. But anyway, <laughs> is is what it is. But anyway, um, so we like to start the show. Tell us about your art journey, Grace. Uh, I know of it quite well, but the viewers and listeners do not. So tell us, like, when did you start liking art? When were you like, you know, what I want to do this all the time for a living? All that kind of stuff. Um, I definitely always liked like, drawing and making stuff as a kid. And I remember distinctly like wanting to go to school to be an artist and stuff. And my parents were like, nah, you can't do that because you're smart. So you have to go to science school. <laughs> and so that's what I did. So I did not uh, initially go into this as a career. I got a whole ass engineering degree. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I don't I um if I could go back again, I probably like wouldn't do that cuz I definitely don't use it anymore, but um <laughs> I worked for 3 years after graduating with my bachelor's as an engineer and I hated it. <laughs> and <laughs> I remembered distinctly like because I was trying to like draw at like at night I would get home and like just do fan art or something just to feel something, you know? And I distinctly remember one day at work being just so miserable. And I just sat down and made like a little like pie chart of how much time I have in a day to do the stuff that I want. And it was so depressing. I was like, fuck this. I can, can I say fuck on this? Yeah, dude, we're explicit. (laughs) Okay, cool. Sweet. Um, I was like, fuck this. I'm like, I have to get out of here. And so I just like, I started getting online trying to figure out like some kind of if there were if it would be if online school was a good idea and I ended up taking some classes at um CGMA it's Computer Graphics Masters Academy Ooh. and it's just a completely online school um it was really I took um I think like three or four like quote unquote terms of classes Um, And they have like programs for like character design and 3D modeling and all kinds of different stuff. And I did uh, most of the track for the 2D character design program just like while I was still working full time just to kind of get myself on track a little bit. And before I started, you know, taking commissions and stuff. Yeah, because like I'd always drawn and stuff, but I didn't really have like actual skill until I like started putting like putting my brain into it and like actually figuring out like anatomy and things like that how to like the like getting all the actual skills and I don't think that I I def I definitely don't think like school is necessary <laughs> <laughs> but for me it's really helpful because like I'm not one of those people who just like I could draw at any point of the day all the time just unprompted like I have to have somebody kind of I, I have to be really excited about it which is why I draw so much fan art yeah, you gotta get kind of punched it. into it, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Like, the motivation doesn't go away because that's the thing I'm obsessed with. But 
having like assignments due was really helpful for me to just get the time in and get just like the hours logged of doing this stuff. Cause that's how you get better. You just have to draw all the time. You really do. Yeah, <laughs> for mean, sure. You know. And oh, oh yeah, I definitely know. Definitely know. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. Cause like as, as many art things as we've done at this point in our lives now, we have like two completely different kind of trajectories. Like we were both the same kid and then we weren't the same kid. Like I yes. kind of pursued oh my God. like continuing to, to not go to school, but you took that <laughs> school route. Um, so I just, it's such an interesting conversation to have. I think when we are talking with independent artists about their opinions on it, because I think like you said, for you, school wasn't so much to like learn information it was to kind of help you get that um fire going and continue that love of like what you were doing because you're you're having a more structured environment to really learn about you know uh color and design and all yeah. that stuff you know um and that does come through in all your stuff like it's it's night and day like you can always tell who went to art school and who was self-taught um, yeah at the end of the day i appreciate it um yeah i will say that like that is one thing that I was so afraid of like really painting with color and really <laughs> using color in my composition until I took a color theory class. And um, I think his name is Marco Bucci was my teacher. He's on Instagram. He's incredible. He does like plein air painting all the time. Um, he's an incredible teacher. And um, that, that was one class that I think was like super vital to me in terms of skill. But the biggest thing I got out of, school was definitely um like you said like the diligence of like getting stuff done and just getting the time in and like building my portfolio and then also the community of like having other artists to get feedback from that yeah. was like so important and I know you get that from like your twitch streams and stuff and like we have live critiques every week in our classes and yep. Yep. that was really important for me but yeah as far as like going to art school or not going to quote unquote art school. Like I was working as an engineer. So like I could afford to do that. I definitely couldn't afford to go back and take more classes right now. (laughs) 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 Like for me, like it made sense. I could afford to do it. And like, I had the privilege of being able to do it. But, um, for some people that like, they don't need that for the reasons that I needed it. And there's so many resources online. Like almost all of my teachers have YouTube channels where they essentially teach almost in almost the same way that they did for my classes. The difference is you just don't get like one-on-one time. Right. Exactly. And that's kind of how, you know, I was, that's how I came up. You know what I mean? Like I just, I love drawing comic books. So I would just trace and stuff all day with, you know, a nanny Mm -hmm. shop, if she would let me, you know, back in the day. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, like as I got older and, and all that kind of stuff, you know, when I got to college and I was in my last semester of undergrad, I took an art class because I'd always been the kid that could just kind of blow that off, you know? Because um, mm-hmm, we were mm-hmm. just, you and I somehow were just kind of naturally gifted in the fam, kind of like Beeb. Um, yeah. So I got to that art class, but then I ran into the one professor that's like, no, 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 it's junior, you're gonna, you're gonna put some work in. I'm gonna get you. Yes, um, I feel like everyone's like every art, like childhood artist has had that person that's like, no, you need to sit down and like actually learn. Like, you're like, no, I'm pretty good. And then you're like, oh, wait, oh, no, I'm not. (laughs) No, 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 I definitely could. This could be better. And then you look at that stuff that you were drawing now and you're like, yep. Yeah, that's good. uh... I think it's good if you look at art from like, I always want to like look at stuff that I drew like a year ago and be like, oh, my God, my stuff's way better now. Like, I hate that. But (laughs) yeah, it is good to always kind of have that self-reflection and like note the progress you're making, you know? Mm -hmm. Like the stuff I did like two years ago when I was starting digital, I'm like, you know what? This this is ass, but I'm I'm so happy about where I came from that point in my life, you know? Yes. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I totally agree. Exactly. And like, oh, my God, to finish the question you asked me like fucking 10 minutes ago that I just <laughs> ran good, dude. But yeah, I um I took some online classes and then tor- um, after I'd taken a few classes, I uh, got on Upwork which I think yeah. you also use sometimes. Yes, I do. And I took some small commissions on there just to kind of put my toes in the water. And uh, I quit my job in 2018, I believe. I moved to St. Louis and I just 
got a job at like Starbucks because that was the only place I could find that would let me work part time, but still have health insurance. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We live in the greatest country on earth and you have to work to have healthcare. So, <laughs> so that's how it is. All right. <laughs> that's how it is, I guess. We're going and, with that. Yep. Um, I got like my first like really big contract uh, doing a comic book, which that, you know, that's a whole thing. We, we can, can we can save that for talk yo shit. You know later, what I mean? But yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. I'll bring it up then. But um, yeah. And I've just been right now. I'm still uh, just doing freelance. I do still have a day job that I work like 30 hours a week, but I don't think I could go back to doing a, like more than that for like a day job. You know, I just, yeah. Uh, but um. Yeah, I wouldn't. I still am not like, you know, I think if I lived in a less expensive place, I could probably support myself on freelance stuff and find enough work. But um, I'm kind of just chilling right now. I just got done with a really big project and I was like shockingly not super burnt out after it. So I really want to just like work on like doing like personal work for my portfolio before I see what I want to do next. But I'm just kind of chilling right now nice well that's yeah. that's an awesome awesome roadway and even if we kind of took some dips and turns it's it's awesome it was... to kind of hear everyone's <laughs> different journey you know what i mean that's the cool part about doing this show you know yeah no one has the same route really zero not even <laughs> close to the same route at all like everyone finds art differently and i think that's the coolest part about it so it is i agree yeah um so that being said, so like, what is it about being an indie artist that you love the most uh, right now? Is it just kind of that that freedom? Is it like that flexibility? Like, what is it for you that kind of makes you love doing what you're doing? I love getting to work on stuff that I am like actually really excited about. Because I think when I first started taking commissions, obviously I just took like whoever would hire me. <laughs> yep, that's how it starts. Um, like, you know how it is when like art starts to feel like a chore and you're like, God, this is so dumb. And like your, your clients just telling you what they want. And you're like, oh, I could make this so much better, but this is what you want. So whatever. But um, yep. I'm at the point now where I like just like seeking out stuff and taking jobs that like I really, really, really want to do. And I mean, obviously in every single job you have, there's still times when you're just like, God, this is a slog or you kind of get in like a dip where you have to get yourself motivated about it again. But like, I can't imagine doing something that working on stuff that I wasn't excited about at this point, because like, how else do you like, and how else do you, are you happy with the finished product? I just love having something finished. And yes, I still like every artist. Sometimes when I finish something, I'm like, Oh man, I immediately see a thousand flaws in this, but <laughs> It's about something that I care about. So like, that's really cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think we all we always had like, that's the meme on artists, right? It's just like, I can't, I can't even look at my artwork. It's so, <laughs> it's so dreadful. And everybody else is just like, Jesus Christ, you literally just painted for like 16 hours. And this looks amazing. Like, why, what are you, what are you mad about? But <laughs> let um, me tell you in detail. This <laughs> is like this and this is like this. <laughs> Exactly. This lighting scheme is horrendous. How I thought this was a good rendering job, I have no idea, but here you Look go. at this anatomy. You know? Look at this eye. It's wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> Just look at it. It's wrong. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think it's as long as, you, again, like you said, like as long as it's like you're not overburning yourself out with those jobs that you have to take, you know what I mean? It's, mm -hmm. it's always good to find that balance. So that's cool, man. It's very cool. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, um, so what are some of your art goals for your art career, I guess. And then like, what are some things you're doing to kind of make those goals happen? You know, <laughs> to make the, the second part of that, I'm like, mm, what am I doing to actually get towards <laughs> that? I wonder what I should be doing. Yeah. I really, we got to think about I that. Feel like, yeah. I feel like every answer I have to all your questions, because it's going to be a big, like, here's what not to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Um, I guess that, you know, do what you got to do, you know, it's education. <laughs> I really want to, um illustrate like a full like comic or graphic novel um nice. that i well that i like of my own characters and i want to work with a writer on it but i've kind of learned in the past i've had this goal for a while but i've kind of learned over the past like couple years of just i've talked to like a few like friends that are writers and just like writers just online 
um, in like fan spaces that are just kind of like, you, like you can just write it yourself. I'm like, no, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a writer. I just have these characters and like, I have a world and ideas, but like, I'm not a writer. And like, no, just like start to kind of do it yourself. And like, <laughs> so I'm kind of in that middle space right now where I'm like, do I want to try and start writing something myself or do I want to find somebody else to work with? Because yeah. I want to make something that's like very like personal and very much like a passion project and if I do work with somebody else, like, like, how are you, how are you going to do that? Unless you find somebody else that like thinks in such, and like, you have to have a really good vibe, you know? Yeah, so. for sure. And I, I, I'm kind of right there with you. I've, I've been writing for the last year and a half and it's just, it is kind of one of those things like they're saying, like, just get in there and do it. Um, I had well, the privilege like, of knowing Brandon. So like, I know what a comic book format looks like so I can write that way. But yeah, it is, it is hard though, because like you said, we're create we're like big picture people we're not exactly detail exactly sometimes so like, so it's just like i have like this character scene? like right dialogue? yeah how do i get this emotional message of what i want these characters to be spread out over eight issues you know what i mean like how exactly. do i make that cool um, uh geez yeah that's that's the tough part but i totally get that a hundred percent um how i'm working towards that goal uh <laughs> I would say um I'm working toward that goal by um coming back to like my own characters and my own personal projects between each commission cuz I used to just kind of like go straight to the next thing and that's how I got burnt out really quick and it's happened a couple times but I think like having some space in between like if I take two or three commissions at a time and then if I finish them around the same time or if I have some breaks, like I try and just work on only personal stuff, not fan art, not like I try and build like on something like do some world building, do some sketches of some characters, something like that. So I don't know if yeah. that's like really working towards the goal, but like I'm going to say that it is. <laughs> no, that it absolutely is, because I think that's <laughs> that's the thing when people want to do personal projects, it's like things just pile up and then we forget about it or it goes away and like we forget the steps involved of like how to actually build something from the ground up. So yeah, I told I hundred percent that is absolutely working towards um, your goal because like you said, if it's downtime, it can be anything because any amount of work you do towards that is going to get you closer to what you want, which is a finished book and, and something that's yours. You know what I mean? Exactly. And yeah. You know, and I'm the same. I'm the same way. Like, if I'm bored of drawing, you know, these Pinterest thoughts on, you know, whatever on stream, you know, I go back to my, you know, my stuff that I've written, and I'm like, maybe I'll do some more like alternate character design sketches for Natalie or you know Trey that I have or something like that. Or maybe I'll revisit like, do I really want this villain to look this way? Do I really want this character to act a certain way? And just you keep chipping away at it, and eventually, all of a sudden, you have a, fi a finished thing, and it's amazing, and you did it. Yeah, and it's yours. Yeah, you know. And so. it gets better because you're adding like your collective experiences. You've like gotten older and like grown as an artist over the years. I love when artists do the thing where they redraw like a character or a drawing every year. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's one that I'm actually going to try to do soon is that there was a project from that class that mm -hmm. I really want to redo and sell as a print. Um, but I know it's going <laughs> to it's a monster. I I easily drew <laughs> I easily drew at least like I don't know, 20 plus characters on this stupid poster. Um, oh my god. Wait. Yeah, it's like a, your own characters monster. or was it like comic characters? No, so they had the, the the project was we had to make these postage stamps, but you know how postage stamps used to kind of like um have these pictures that would kind of come together if you put them all on one thing. Yes. Um uh, hello, Tara. You're in the street. You're in the podcast now. I guess they're uh, back home from <laughs> doing cat things, everyone. This this stream is sponsored by uh, PetSmart, uh, <laughs> the best place to get supplies for your pets like cat litter and uh, dog treats. Uh, yeah, there's there's all that. Um, <laughs> Do you hear a weird, uh, a weird muffled uh, noise? It's my cat uh, smashing her face uh, against my headphones. So Yes, and uh, of course, they're 900 years old, so they are taking so goddamn long. <laughs> to get inside the fucking house to make the dogs stop barking. <laughs> Any amount of speed will will do. Any amount. 
Oh my god. <laughs> this is why we edit things, ladies and gentlemen, right here. This is this is this can be on the pre or post credit scene like a little snack. Hi Tara, I hear movie. her. <laughs> yes, now you can hear her really good. <laughs> Tara's oh an angel, so God. it's okay. She is she, is she is a great dog. She really is. Seems like a good time to drink water. It is a solid time to, to take a swig <clears> water if you break. haven't already, for sure. A water break is is, is well due. Oh my God. Okay, think, Tara. I don't hear Tara. I think they're in the house now. But anyway. Okay, tell me what you were telling me. As I was saying, you know, I really want to redo this project. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it was a postage stamp thing. So we had to make this kind of 11 by 17 um, poster and make it look like a postage stamp. But we had to divide it into four sections and make one unified picture that would be, you know, part of the stamp. So I did awesome. uh, the heroes of New York. So I did every kind of comic book hero that I could think of that was located in New York. So I did like the Fantastic Four, uh, the Avengers. I did the Ninja Turtles and I did the Defenders. So that's awesome. Yeah. Oh my so God, that's it was so many characters. It is so many characters. <laughs> like four, eight, 12 between, well, I guess four and eight between the Turtles and the Fantastic Four. There's five Defenders. So now we're looking at um, like 13. And then the Avengers, I did a light version. I only did the, the OG cast. Uh, of uh-huh. the Avengers, so I I think that's another eight or nine. Um, oh my god! So like yes, so, so like I said, there's there's like eight, there's like twenty plus characters on this book, but I really want to redo it because I think I could do it now, and it like the characters would look so much better. Um, yeah, that's that would be. I think that would be fucking dope, man. Absolutely, yeah. do that. So keep your eyes peeled, everybody. You never know. Yeah, might just be Hell dropped yeah. on Instagram or something. You know, <laughs> pick up some prints. Hell yeah. <laughs> but speaking of that, like what have been some of your favorite projects of all time that you've done, whether they were personal fan projects or um, whether they were just a commission either way. Hmm. Okay. Well, I have to say that the most recent commission that I did was my favorite because I, I'm obsessed with this horror podcast called the Magnus archives. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, uh, it's made by like a small indie, like gaming company in the UK. And I, the like final season of the show, uh, premiered this past spring and in like January of 2020, I just like cold emailed Rusty Quill, like the company that makes the podcast and was like, Hey, I love your guys' stuff so much. Please hire me for literally anything that you do. Like, I'm obsessed. I would love to work for you. I attached, please. I attached some like fan art, like and some relevant <laughs> portfolio pieces. I was like, please hire me. Um, and I, I, this is like a fun anecdote. I did say like, fuck in the email at some point, like, nah. uh, and <laughs> they responded back, which is two for two for me of saying fuck in an interview letter and getting a response, a positive response. So just like putting that out there, sometimes it pays to be a little bit edgy guys. <laughs> um, but they, uh, reached back out to me and were like, Hey, do you want to create some, uh, do like, would you like to create something for like mer- our merch store for the finale? And I was like, oh, my God, of course. So it was basically my dream. It was like my obsession for like over a year. And I got to make like, I think in total, 15 pieces. Um, So it's a horror podcast. And basically the gist is that like um, it's it's kind of like a Crypt Keeper-esque style. Like each episode is just like a creepy story kind of. But then it all starts to weave together in this big meta plot. And it's huh. set in our world, but the but fears have like physical or like there's fears divided into like 15 categories and there's like avatars of fear. And so basically I did like a tarot card esque design of Ooh. each fear. I so did like, love those when you were popping them out on, on uh, Instagram. They were they I've were been working rad. on that for like a whole year and it was very stressful, but it was very cool. So that was probably my favorite project that I've done. I'm very proud of that. That They were cool, man. I, I, I can tell you firsthand, like when you started dropping those, I was like, damn, these are fucking 
sick. They bro. went through like, these so are so many- dope. Well, it's like they're based. I had so much stuff to pull from because it's like a 200 episode podcast. And Jesus so there's so Christ. many like, yeah, there's so many like <laughs> oh references God. in every single one. I've listened to it a bunch of times where we don't talk about it. It's a lot. So anyway, <laughs> when I like things, Slightly I really like them. Slightly obsessed here. It's fine. We're fine. Okay. Hey, Everything's 2020 fine. and 2019 were kind of a slow year. I don't know. They, they stuff happened. Pretty- <laughs> I needed a coping mechanism. <laughs> I mean, hey, do you, boo boo? Everybody did it different, you know. Exactly. Oh my god! Well, that's that's awesome. It and again, I was a big fan of when you uh, were able to drop those and finally share them with everybody on Instagram. Um, they look great. Uh, we'll drop her links at the end, obviously. Now, the the real question is, uh, mm-hmm. why are you not streaming on Twitch? That is, <sighs> I knew that, that is insane is- to me. I was going to get you- interrogated or about YouTube not or Facebook, something. You should be streaming all the listen, time. Listen, Jay, I am, <laughs> I am ancient. I don't know if you know, but I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are literally like a year and a half older than me. <laughs> do, 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 do not tell me you're old. <laughs> I do not want to be perceived. <laughs> I'll think about it. I'll think about it. You definitely you. should. You definitely I know. should. I've been saying that for a long time. But like for the love of God. I just like, uh somebody watching me while I draw, that's like my nightmare. But maybe you for think you that I'll at think first. About it. You think that at first and then you realize like, oh, I can just draw. And then if people show up, like whatever. You know what I mean? Like whatever, you hit a point exactly. at some point, you know. But we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll do it. I'll oh, think man. about it. Um Obviously, you will be, if I do do it, you're going to have to, like, as you discovered with the whole, like, microphone situation, like, I'm not very tech savvy. So, (laughs) um, if I, if I stream, you're going to have to hear a lot about it because I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. Just a warning. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's all good. You know, good thing you got that engineering degree, you know, uh, you're not, (laughs) you're not not about that. It's not the same. (laughs) I'm not a mechanical engineer. (laughs) <laughs> true very true but we're gonna move on to our next segment of the show called talk yo shit but this is the part of the oh, show where we talk about the pet peeves that artists have when it comes to life as an independent artist and being a content creator um, taking commissions all of that stuff so uh what are your biggest turn offs when someone is asking you for a commission i think uh Hmm, that's kind of I thought I was going to be able to answer this so quickly but I'm like man there's so many to choose from what (laughs) just pick the one that gets you the most like there's the one that makes you just red hot I think the most is when somebody like has no idea what they want but they also don't like anything that I do for them (laughs) I can't like when somebody has like a super vague idea which Uh. sometimes super vague ideas are great if they, if you are given creative freedom to do whatever you want with it and make something cool, that can be fun. So it's either mm-hmm. the best thing in the world or the worst thing in the world because it sounds cool and like an open concept idea. And you're like, hell yeah, like I can do whatever I want. I can make something super cool. This is a cool prompt. And then you give them stuff and they're like, no, I don't like that. I don't like that. And they can't give you specific feedback. <laughs> that. <laughs> just oh, i can't God. stand it <laughs> i mean and there is no in between by the way listeners like there is a it oh, no. is either really cool or it is the literal definition of hell and i swear literally it's you. either like you, the sweetest person on planet earth and they love <laughs> everything that you do and you're like are you sure you don't want a revision you just like no, yeah I love, you're just I love good. it exactly i'm like okay this is a sketch let me clean it up no i love it give me i'm like no 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 <laughs> but it's either that or like you cannot please them and they don't know what they want <laughs> yeah i just jesus jesus christ i can't I that, have unfortunately yeah. worked with both many times. Yeah. Same, same. I, at the end, I had a streak going all summer with these children's book things I was doing for quick cash, you know? Um, yeah. And then I hit one towards the end that was just like, okay, dude, you, like, what What am I doing here? Was you it about, I mean? like, a dog or something? Uh, Jesus, no, not uh, that it's time. Always, it's always the people <laughs> that's like, this is about my dog. Right. <laughs> And their special journey <laughs> when they found their forever home with me. The amount oh of my people God. that want to write a children's book. Oh. You know what? I'm sorry. If you're listening to this and you have 
written a children's book about your dog that you adopted, I'm sure that it is great. <laughs> but you're a demon. But and all the ones everyone, that I've worked with are everyone hates terrible. You. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was just like this weird, like it, it had to do with like how he, I guess it was a cover for a short story, a digital short story that mm-hmm. he was doing about how him and his girlfriend got together, I think. Ugh. And like, there Ugh. are all these weird elements that I had to incorporate about them being in the military and like her oh liking lake landscapes. And then he wanted angel wings incorporated somewhere. It was just a fucking it was a whole thing. That's um, the, this was for one for the cover. It's only one. It was literally a cover. <laughs> and there was all of this thing, all of this stuff that I had to try. I sent him, I swear to you, 10 different layouts and it just, just never went anywhere. So I was like, OK, but I'm going to go ahead and move on because we're not <laughs> we're not making any headway here. Like this, is, this is a lost cause. Respect, because I out of stubbornness, like will not just like. Unless if I've already started working out, I'm like, we're going to, by God, we're going to finish this bitch. <laughs> it might I've, kill me, but like, I will finish. <laughs> I have learned to cut my losses. I think so much in, in 2021, especially That's over summer smart. and trying to like get my money and all that. Kind of, Cause I didn't have it. I didn't do anything after the last semester I had for grad school. So mm-hmm. I was just, I had to make some money and I was like, I, bro, I gotta, I gotta move. I gotta, I gotta get this going. I got Two other children's book commissions, you know, that are... <laughs> yes, no, I'm moving on. <laughs> that, that are red hot. Like, we gotta get this going. But, but yeah, that hey, was a nightmare. No, respect, man. I have a kill fee line in my boilerplate contract, but have I ever used it? No. <laughs> 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 because I'm a little bitch, and I... <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't want them to be bad at me. <laughs> oh, grow a pair, Grace. We try, we are, we're hustling, dog. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't start with me. <laughs> Oh my god! Tell me which segment I should talk about, Joey. Just let me. Just don't get me started. But like, I mean, actually, you're right on cue. I was going to ask you what's the most stressful project you've ever taken that was a commission. Let me tell you about when <laughs> I took a commission for a um, comic book that was aimed at like middle school age kids. Um, right. You know the good stuff. And I will say. Like, don't laugh, but I will say this guy had a, like a creative concept, which is why I was interested. Um, mm-hmm. He had like a script for a first issue already written. As he told me, it turns out he did not have it written. Nope. <laughs> so that was fun. But the concept was like, he wanted to merge like Arthurian, like mythology and legend with the Bible, which you say that and you're like, oh God. <laughs> but <laughs> it was like, it was cool in the way that like Narnia is cool. Like, yeah, I feel that it's like Narnia is like cool Bible fan fiction, you know, but yeah. um, it like his concept was really cool. It was had like dragons in it and shit and wizards and like it like and Faye and like it was it was a cool concept. And he like I asked when I first started talking to him, he was like, I love your stuff. Like, can you do like a little test for me? And I was like, sure. And he really likes like the he wanted me to work in a specific style. And at the time I don't do this anymore, but like, this is when I was first starting to take commissions. I had just quit my job. I was very much like, I need to make money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of advertised myself on my Upwork profile as like, I can work in like whatever style you want, which I am pretty good <laughs> at like matching styles and stuff. And that's an important skill for some artists to have. Like if you're like a storyboard artist or an animator that works on a bunch of different projects that all have their own styles, like that's an important skill to have is for some artists, but like, for what I like to do now, like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I want to draw yeah, the way I want yeah. to draw. <laughs> and, but anyway, at the time I was doing that and I learned that that's a really easy way for me to get burnout is having to draw in a specific style that it does not come naturally to me and that I personally don't like very much. So, yeah. Um, and I think that comes, and it's a good thing to, to point on here. Like, you know, if I want to rip from it, but like, I no, think when we start, when we start out, like we always want to average, we want the, most commissions we can get right because we're just starting out we want to build our rep but like i think as you go along you do hit a certain point where you're like okay like i know for a fact that what i draw and how i draw naturally will sell so i don't have to take those those jobs where i have to flex my style and it's more of like a unless i really 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 like the project i will consider you know changing something Um, yes but that does come with time just in case you're like a new listener considering it you know 
Yeah. And like, there's a difference between like your style or whatever. And like, that's a whole separate conversation, like evolving over time and like changing the way you draw certain things just because you want to. And like, just, I like drew an entire comic book. How many pages? It was like, it was like 28 pages plus the cover. Yeah. And of full color comic pages. Also this Oof. guy, I drew like Jay, his script. He had like, he had like minimum six panels on every page. <laughs> oh no. I, oh, I also should mention to the listeners, like I did get a hold of the script and it was awful. And I, yeah. And, you, oh, I forgot like, you read the script. Like, okay. So anyway, I took this guy's, <laughs> just to go back. I took so this, bad. I took this. I, the reason I took on this guy's commission is because I, he asked me, I was like, Hey, what do you want? Like, you're like, I think your concept is cool. You have the script written. I didn't know that that was a lie at the time. Um, but like, what are you willing to pay or whatever? Like, what's your, what's your budget? Cause he was like, I'm going to take this to Kickstarter and I need, like, I want to pay you to do some like test art to take it to Kickstarter. And then the Kickstarter will pay for the full comic. And, um, when I asked him what his rates were, he was like, just give me a quote. He's like, I want to pay you for a price. And I was like, all right. So I did some research and I like, I have like an Excel spreadsheet of like pulled like rates for, uh, cause I was going to be doing like the like pencils, inking, color, lettering, like layout, everything. I'm doing all the jobs. And so I like did some research on like rates and I like gave him a quote. And honestly, it was like, I would never done a comic before. Um, but I gave him like a real, I I use like the (laughs) lowest average rates for like working comic artists for everything. And I think I gave him like kind of a fair quote, but it was still a lot. And I did not expect him to say yes, but he said yes. And the first things I did were just like a couple full color test pages and like a banner for the Kickstarter. And he did pay me for those. And he paid me what I want. And he paid me what I quoted him on time. Um, it was so difficult. He was terrible to work with because he had very specific like ideas of these <laughs> characters in his head, but he like couldn't describe them to me. So like before when I said like my worst case scenario for like, uh, commissions like this was he was it this was was the nightmare he made me redraw this this, like this fucking like uh roman general like helmet but it was it's like he's like an evil character so he made he made me redraw this helmet like fucking i swear to god 10 times in one evening and we were just going i was like i I was just like google messaging him sketches like what do you want joey send me a picture of like what you're thinking (laughs) it was a nightmare (laughs) so then You'd think after all the red flags of this job, of it being so difficult, it went to Kickstarter. He made like most of the money he needed, but it wasn't to make like he had different goals tiers and whatnot. Tiers, yeah. and he didn't meet the tier for full color. But he said, "Listen, I." And he had all these connections too because he goes to church with all of these old Disney animators that all live in Tennessee with him. Yeah. Like, like, um. Tom Bancroft, like, and he knows, like, oh, what's the what's the guy's name? The Fairly Odd Parents guy. I forget. Oh, yeah, I, you know, I forget his name is. I like, know who you're talking know, about. Yeah, he like, yeah. like John Pomeroy, like he knows all of these people. <laughs> and yeah. So he's like dropping all these big names and stuff, which like I was like excited about at the time. And um, he's saying like, oh, they're gonna like help. They're they're gonna help me get the word out. They're gonna get the funding and everything. Um, I'm going to run an Indiegogo in the spring and we'll get the extra money to pay for the color comic. But can you go ahead and do it in full color? And I, a small young idiot said, yes, <laughs> <laughs> because a young, I was excited artist and looking I for her spent start. an entire year <laughs> drawing this entire comic, doing so many redraws, so many revisions. Um, at one point in Jay, I had, he also wrote the script while I was doing it because he hadn't done the script yet. And you read the script. It was terrible. And, um, just God awful. As, and like, as we were, as I was like finishing up the pages and I was putting in like the dialogue and everything, which was a pain in the ass to do in Photoshop. I was doing all this in Photoshop, which, Oof. um, yeah, I use, I use CSP now because You're fuck welcome. Photoshop, fuck Adobe. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he had me, he had me like correcting like dialogue in the pages after I'd like finalized it like three or four times oh, and God. like changing lines and stuff. It was crazy. But anyway, and he still owes me a lot of money because guess what? The Indiegogo didn't work. No, <laughs> he didn't raise didn't. any money. Why would he it? 
didn't raise any money. He had everything printed and all on all the stuff and it didn't work. <laughs> he still owes me money. Um, so people, people listening who think that you should ever do a commission. that's not like your grandma paying you like 50 bucks to draw something. Just do a contract. It's so easy. Just download yeah. a boilerplate agreement from the internet. Mm-hmm. It's like fill in the blank and just send it. To, it's so easy. And I know it's annoying, but just do that. Yeah, that's it's my, uh, it's pretty easy peasy, you know, <laughs> it's great. It's great. No. And uh, and listeners, the reason why I said the script is awful, because I, I, I at that point had done more comic work than than you had. Um, <clears throat> God, if he ever so, by some weird like ever hears this, I'm never going to hear the end of it. <laughs> I don't. I really he owes you <laughs> money anyway. It. So who cares? No, you're right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the reason why it was so bad is like she said. On average, six panels on a comic book page is awful because you can't see anything that you're hiring the artist to draw at most on a comic panel. Even if you look at Marvel, DC, many different graphic novels that are independently drawn, the most, and I mean the most, is like five-ish panels. And I'm not excluding most of the time when they do that. There's a splash page in the background and it's like, four small panels around the splash art. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, that's why it was so bad. And I remember, I still have a copy of it. There is a page, I shit you not listeners, with at least 10 panels on it. And I don't understand how you made that work. And I like, (laughs) hats off to you. I would have actually gone insane. It was hard. I'm like thinking, I'm looking at my folders right now because I'm like, which page is that? Like, But it was, (laughs) it was fucking hard. But... (laughs) And I don't like, and I know which page you're talking about. And there's so much dialogue in it too. Yes. You, like, you was, find it. <laughs> yes. It was terrible. I was like, I was like, Joey, there's like, do you need all of this dialogue? Like nobody's going to read this. Have you ever read a comic book? Like nobody's going to read all this. <laughs> Good God, a, a, like a 14 year old is not going to read all this. Like no. chunks of paragraphs. Not they're at all. They're looking at the pictures. That's why they're reading a comic. <laughs> Correct, dude. And if you want heavy dialogue, you make a graphic novel that's just like 20 pages of splash art, and you can put that big, long chunks of text in the side panel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I saw, I've seen that a bunch. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> uh, sorry, ran yeah. over. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, but we don't kink shame here. So, like, what's the weirdest... <laughs> commission that you've ever taken on uh as a freelance artist because you know we we get some weird things from now and then maybe like a a picture of like feet with wings on it from uh, biggie's episode you know what i mean maybe a topless tinkerbell for your dad's work friend like i had to do you know whatever you want god i remember when you told me that story and i was like how old are you (laughs) i was literally i was literally fresh out of uh i mean that might have been my second my junior year. So I, I mean, I was like, I was 20, but still it was like, Oh, I thought you were, for some reason, I thought you were like in high school. No, something. I had, I had just started trying to do commissions at that point. Okay, it was like okay. 2016 or 17. Less so. creepy. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, but, but still, still weird. Cause it was your dad's quite a bit. friend. Still weird. It yeah. Quite a bit, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, shit. Oh, okay. So one of my, I'm going to try, I have to remember not to say her name. Um, but <laughs> one of my old roommates, from college um is like tiktok kind of tiktok famous um she has a cat named pot roast and <laughs> excellent this is already uh, amazing she she got this cat when we were in college and like it was jay this was the sickest most pathetic little kitten you've ever seen it was like the shelter was doing like a little thing at campus where they brought all of the kittens that were adoptable so that people would you know play with them and be like okay well i have to adopt this cat now and that's what happened um (laughs) she so she's had this she's about the same age as my cat she's like seven now but she you know looks terrible just objectively but she's doing she looks unwell yeah yeah she's as healthy as she can be though and she's happy and um she tiktok the kids just love her it's funny but um at one point pot roast has what's called stomatitis and it's like her teeth were basically like rotting out of her mouth so she get all her teeth taken out this is when we were still in college and my friend asked the vet if she could keep the teeth 
And they were like, yeah, sure. And then she like got, you know, those like tiny canvases that they sell at like Walmart and like Joanne's and stuff that have the little bitty easels. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> she got one of those. And she glued all the pot roast into it. Oh my And so, okay, I'm sorry this leads up to something. And so, okay, flash forward like like five years. Um, Paris is now TikTok famous and people are asking her for merch. And so she reaches out to me and she's like, Hey, do you want to make some merch for Paris? I was like, sure. She's like, people want the, I made other designs, but she's like, people want the teeth canvas. They love the teeth canvas. And so I made like a design that's like in the style of like, like old, like botanical illustrations, like figure one, figure two, like, right, and yeah. like inked, like and crosshatched kind of style, like did a version of the tooth canvas um, for merch and you can buy it on Redbubble um, <laughs> Jesus. on many items which is like to me it's not weird anymore but like I forget that like objectively it is weird that I've drawn a canvas of rotting cat teeth um, that is it that has, <laughs> yeah. that has made her a lot of money I think on um, because people want to wear it as a t-shirt that <laughs> is a uh, I mean I think the art itself isn't weird but definitely the context as to how we got to that point is yeah. some weird shit that's like unsub shit like she should be I- <laughs> being hunted down <laughs> right now by the fbi dude are you are you on tiktok like there's weirder shit on there i mean i've seen a lot of weird things because i watch i also listen to the uh your mom's house podcast with uh, tom segura and they always do a segment on oh my god tom segura. tiktoks he's fantastic I do like him. but uh but yeah that is a uh, definitely a weirdo right there that is uh, yes. some weird stuff that you got into <laughs> <laughs> with that roommate <laughs> Oh, man. But uh, we're going to move on to uh, Skirting in the DeLorean. Uh, this is the segment of the show where we talk to our guests about what advice they would give those wanting to start in freelance art or like their younger selves. So what would you have told your younger art self before starting your freelance career? Like, you you know, picture like, a, you know, little Grace. She's off in the distance. She's got her little sketchbook and her little paintbrushes. She's getting ready to go on this big art journey. Like, what would you tell her before she got started? Um, have more confidence in your art when you are selling it to people, even if they are your friends and family. Um, and don't undersell yourself just because you're afraid that somebody's going to think, oh, I mean, is it really worth that? You know, the little goblin that lives in every artist's brain when they're trying to (laughs) price their work. (laughs) For sure. Like, Oh, they're thinking, really? That much? Like, no. Because every single time, you yeah. will underquote yourself, and then the person will come back and say either yes immediately, or it will be like, really? Only that much? Right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that is what I would tell myself. is like, however much you think you should charge, like, at least, like, a half a step more, maybe even double it. <laughs> yeah. For, and I think you hit a really, really great point that I think a lot of people like to talk about is is that kind of when you're starting out and you're unconfident, it's like, how do you get your jump through those mental hoops to get there? You know what I mean? Cause it does take mm-hmm. a lot to kind of be like, like, no, like I, I know I can draw, I know I can draw this well. And I think that it's worth this much. And then as you get older and you get better, you're like, you know what I've, I've grown. So I'm going to increase my prices. I have a better portfolio. Mm-hmm. Like it's definitely a journey, but, um, but yeah, I think that's a, a great point to make if you're kind of thinking about getting into the, the freelance art gig, you know? Yeah, I think it's it's something that I'm obviously still struggle with, but um, I think it's really important to just, um, it helps me to like look at other people and without, it's hard to do it without just like straight up comparing my level of skill to another artist and then get into the rabbit hole of like, oh man, like, they've been doing this for this long and I'm not that good or blah, 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 you know, that terrible thing. But, um, I think it helps to like realistically compare my work to like other artists, um, and kind of see what they're charging for their work, wherever they're selling, if they're selling originals or like prints or whatever. Um, and I find that like, I, I, I like when, like artists as peers can just like talk to each other about how much they charge for stuff because yes, 
it's like, it's so, I, I'm like, it's so weird to me. And like all of us lose when we don't talk about it because yeah. and then we all end up just like underselling ourselves because, um, everyone, like nobody sees like art is a luxury and it should be priced as one. And it takes a lot of time and a lot more time than people think to create art. And it's especially, I think it's a lot harder with digital art because so many people don't understand that just as much time, if not more, goes into creating like very <laughs> intricate digital art pieces as traditional art because they just do not, they don't conceive of the fact that it's like essentially the same process. Yeah, there's not like an education about it, which I think, you know, you know, maybe if this podcast is ever booming, you know, maybe more people gain insight to that. And that's why I kind of wanted to do something like this to really kind of get into the nitty gritty of like, why um, <clears throat> not only getting into this is so hard, but like staying in it is so hard as well when you're trying to figure out prices and all that kind of stuff. And the thing that you talked about, as well as like, artists talking to each other about how much they charge. And um, in the episode I did with Scoob, he talked about, you know, when we get undercut, we all lose. So if there's artists out there, that are selling these really high quality commissions for, you know, $30, like we all lose because we know that we can't make a living off of $30 for a commission that takes six hours to draw. So yes, exactly. It's, it's just this ebb and flow of being able to create that dialogue as a community of freelance artists and, really not being afraid to push each other to be like, no, I'm pushing my prices up so you should follow it. And then, you know, it goes back and forth like that for a while, you know? Yeah. And like, sometimes I feel like I've seen people online that complain about like not being able to afford stuff. And it's like, that's why artists sell prints. Like, <laughs> yep. like that, like, and I don't think that it's weird that not everyone can afford to buy like original, like privately commissioned art from people like that is a luxury <laughs> yeah and, it's just, it's a fun thing that it's a fun thing to have like it's just one of those things it's a fan item really like yeah. it's, just, it's no different than buying a custom lightsaber you know what i mean that, that's how i see it <laughs> it really is the same no, thing at point. the end of the day like yeah. if you have a company that you like and there's a style of lightsaber that you like and you know you can only get it there like it's the same process of spending 250 dollars for a custom lightsaber with the color and the hilt that you want um, as being like, I really love, uh, you know, Spider-Man, so, but I really love how this guy draws. I wonder if I can get him to do his style on my favorite character. It's the exact same process. Yeah, exactly. And like, oh, and another thing about pricing is download a freaking app and just track how much time you spend on something. I have like the, it's called Toggle. Yeah. And it's like a, an app on my desktop and I just click it. It's like two clicks. It has to be as simple as possible for me to actually use it. Like, cause the more steps, the less likely that I will just do it. But <laughs> it like reminds me and pops up. It's like, don't forget to track your time. And doing that made a giant difference in my perception of how much I spent on something. Like I have, I just completely zone out when I'm really focused on something. It doesn't happen often, but when it does happen, I like, cannot keep track of how much time I've been doing something. I'll be like, Oh, that was probably like an hour and a half, four hours, like a solid right. four hours. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, oh man. But uh, yeah. speaking of resources besides toggle, what are some of your other favorite art uh, resources for artists, either trying to like sell their work, um, get commissions, tools that you use to help maybe make things easier, that kind of thing. Hmm. Um, tools for like, um, for references, I, I love using Pinterest as like a reference board. I don't necessarily love getting references from Pinterest. Is that, if that makes sense? Yeah, like, for sure. I just have all my boards on private and I like upload my own pins a lot of the time from other places. Yeah. But because I think Pinterest can get very like, uh, homogenous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, but I like the format of it for just like looking at as having, cause I love having a bunch of different references. Cause I don't like looking at just one thing when it comes, if it's like an inspiration board, if it's like an anatomy reference, that's one thing, but it was like an inspiration board for design. I love having like a ton of references. So I don't draw too much from just one thing. Um, so that's why I like the layout of Pinterest boards. Something that I really have been into for like anatomy references is this is going to sound creepy and weird, but TikTok. 
(laughs) Like I just screenshot people on TikTok because like, I hate when you look up like websites for anatomy and poses and it's just this, it's the same, like three body types and everyone is beautiful. Like like conventionally beautiful. And I really like, and on TikTok, I feel like it's kind of a unique space on social media where people will just like be recording in their bedroom in like their regular clothes with no makeup on. And like, it's a really good way to get like, like references for body and movement, whether it's screenshotting it or drawing from a video of somebody doing something. I think it's really good reference for like figure drawing practice. Yeah, for sure. I, I honestly hadn't even thought of that, but I, it kind of sounds like, it's that same vein of like kind of what Ethan Becker always references is like, don't reference maybe still images for like getting yeah. those action and dynamic pose. It's like record yourself doing the motion, you know, and then yes. take a couple frames from that and try to draw it, you know? So that's cool. Exactly. Yeah. That's kind of the same idea. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I had a animal drawing teacher that she like insisted that we go to the zoo or like a farm and like actually <laughs> watch something in person in motion. Like a video is good, but like life reference is the best. That's why the best reference is just taking videos and pictures of yourself and having just the weirdest gallery on your phone of weird yes. reference pictures. Yes, But sure. <laughs> every once in a while you remember to go through and delete, but like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. But <laughs> Well, here we are. We've reached the end. We've done the podcast. It, it was amazing. There were some ups and downs. We learned a lot, ladies and gentlemen. And this was all possible. Perhaps, perhaps too much. Perhaps too many. I mean, maybe. Tangents. Maybe. <laughs> we'll never know. You know, maybe. You'll edit <laughs> was... out all of the like rants. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I yeah. can always I can always go back and edit. That's the beauty of it, you know? Exactly. But um, it was always made possible due to uh, podcast.com. It's the uh, best place to host your podcast because it's free. It, it cost me $0 to make this podcast, Grace. Zero. Not $1. Zero. Ideal. Yeah. And Ideal. it has unlimited storage. So unlike SoundCloud or maybe a Spotify, they're not going to sit there and be like, you have, you know, X hours amount, you know, left to do your podcast. Like, how are you supposed to do a whole series if, you know, you run out of space? That's crazy. Do so, they do that? Uh, That's kind of shitty. Yeah, they, yeah, a lot of places do that, you know, oh. not people I know. So that's why I'm tra- giving them a shout out. Not even a sponsor, but I just love them that much. You know, that's where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> they also have uh, optimized search engine capabilities to get your podcast out on the web on websites like Apple Podcasts and iHeartRadio. But yeah. Um, so where can people find you on the Internet? Are you on the Instagram? Do you do like art I, TikToks maybe? Is that a thing? I don't. Can I don't. Have? I have a TikTok. Oh, I just on. lurk though. I haven't. Wow. I told you I don't want to be perceived. Wow. Why would I make videos? What a fucking boomer, okay. dude. I know. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm almost 30, dude. I'm fucking old by TikTok dude, standards. They don't want yep, me there. Yep. That's uh, yep. Right there with you. We're it is. in the same um, vein. <laughs> I do have an Instagram. I post uh, about like once every six months. I'll make like six posts in a row and then disappear again. Yep. Yep. Sounds about right. Um, there is lore that I have a Tumblr, but you will never find it. So excellent. That's, that's uh, no, about it. No tweets, no Twitter, no nothing on the. I have a Twitter, but it's like a, it's like a, not art Twitter. It's just like an old abandoned Twitter from when I ah. used, to, used to use that. Uh, I see. Hellish site. <laughs> <laughs> the, the heinous, heinous source of the internet. Oh my god! Uh, um, you can oh, find, my Instagram uh, handle. I guess I should say my Instagram handle. I mean, I'm going to link it below. It, it's oh, okay. As, okay, long as, as long as people know you have it, you know it's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't want me to uh-huh. spell it out with like. <laughs> I mean, you can if you want. No, I don't. Don't, I don't want to. It was a joke. Okay, I'm funny. Oh, okay, all right. I'm funny. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, you can find me on the internet art, uh, at Art by Jalen on Twitch, uh, Instagram, uh, and Facebook, and then Twitter is just Jalen Holston uh, because I'm just sassy like that. But anyway, uh, Grace, always, always, always a good time talking to you. Love you. Can't wait to see you next. Have to go bowling or some shit, you know. Maybe Absolutely. do some heinous crimes. I don't know. Something. I'm always down for crimes if that's what yeah. I want to do. So. It's a classic B and E. I don't think it's even that big a deal these days, really. <laughs> you know? Did you just go a Dane Cook sketch in the Year of Our Lord twenty twenty two? Wow, yeah. did I, that- I? Actually, I think I did. 
I didn't you even did. remember that I was think, part of his like big bit. Yeah. But like now doing he's, a beginning now that you of said a whole that. bit. That's what I thought of when you said that. <laughs> wow. Jesus I'm kind Christ. of upset I that I'm old. the one that realized that it was Jane Cook and I. That's how old we are collectively. Okay, Our so fucking old man powers just combined there. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, listeners, thank you for coming on in and, and, you know, shooting the shit with us, but we will see you on the next one.